Hello and welcome to the fourth show, the fourth episode of the crossover podcast that is um, Old Bollocks between myself, Howard H. Smith. You should know who I am because uh, if you're listening to this, you're most likely subscribed to, to Talking Bollocks. So, well, you must be, otherwise you wouldn't have got this. Well, you know, well, it gets to people who haven't subscribed as well. But anyway, so yeah, it's me. And uh, my good friend, old head, Stephen Ivey. Um, and uh, yeah, we chat about all sorts of stuff. These drop once a month. And um, yeah, uh, we, we, we're discussing all sorts. But um, uh, also, I might add that when we recorded this one, um, I was self-isolating. And uh, I was on my fourth day of isolation when we recorded, when we recorded this. So hence, I'm a little giddy. Um but what I wanted to do up front before all the fun starts is is just pay my respects to um, one of the people I've known longest in the music business, which is the, well, probably one of the greatest heavy metal writers of all time, Malcolm Dome. Um, I was lucky enough to consider the man a friend. Uh, he has been on the podcast more than anyone else. I would get more reaction to podcasts with him on than literally anybody else. Um, and after his uh, untimely and sudden passing, um, just the outpouring of um, of grief from people who knew him and also who didn't know him. I mean, Malcolm was very unassuming and probably didn't realise how much he had touched everybody's lives. I mean, you know, and throw in the fact that um, he's the, you know, he's he was the he's credited with being the very first writer to use the term thrash metal in print. I mean, he is a significant figure in our genre of music, dating back from when there was just one genre called heavy metal, and um, it's a re it's going to leave a real real hole in the scene i mean malcolm lived in london i live in london and if there was a show that i went to malcolm would be at it if we played a show malcolm would be at it uh in fact the last you know the very first show we played after lockdown i say we acid rain i'm, I'm singing the band uh we played bloodstock and of course malcolm was at bloodstock yep man in his 60s going to Bloodstock like he did every year. And that's the last time I saw him. And, um, you know, he, he said, great show and well done. And, and he was always, you know, he was always encouraging. And especially with the reboot as well of of Acid Rain, um, he was right behind the band. He sent me an email the day after we played the Sophie Tent in 2016 uh, to say, you know, wow, great show, great new lineup. This is looking really promising. Um, our, our comeback album, The Age of Entitlement, featured in his top 20 of 2019. And it was the only thrash metal album in the top 20. And um, and, I, and I told him how proud that made me. And it, it just embarrassed him. Um, I mean, we used to, if I sent him an email and said, hey, fancy a chat for the podcast? I would get a reply within five minutes every time saying, yep, love to, when do you want to do it? 
and sometimes you know we we'd meet in a uh, in a members club that he was a member of in central london loved doing that um you know we we've met up all over the place uh, uh, over the years and then of course I, the last time i had him on the show was on zoom um and one of the uh, one of my patrons asked um would you consider you know once we get out of all of this would you consider doing a a live podcast um with 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 howard um to which he responded yeah i'd love to that'd be great and i couldn't believe it because i mean i would never have asked him don't get me wrong you know we were uh, as i said i'm i i called him a friend but um uh, it, it it kind of never crossed my mind because i just assumed you know he'd be too busy and because he was immensely busy i mean yeah go and look in your in your album collection and you will find sleeve notes from malcolm dome somewhere on some album um, and I just thought he'd be it'd be really busy, and he was like, "No, no, that's a great idea. I'd love to do it." And I was like, "Oh, would you?" He's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, oh, great. Okay, let's set that up. And um, and he'd agreed to, and and that was going to happen hopefully early next year. Um, well, it's not going to happen now, is it? Um, and I just urge you to go to go back to whatever you're listening to this on. Have a search. Just put the words Malcolm Dome in and search through previous episodes, go back and listen to them all, and listen to what a font of knowledge to uh, that he is, the things he'd done, the passion he had for the genre, um, is just unparalleled. And, you know, I know I know a lot of writers from that time, and, you know, since that time, proper writers, journalists, not bloggers, not people who've got their own website. I mean, you know professionals writers and some of them can be slightly affected um and um you know uh too too busy to talk to you and and all the rest of it or or maybe i'm just a twat never malcolm though never malcolm he was he was just a mate well i say just a mate i mean that sounds a bit a bit rubbish but yeah you know what i mean um i'm really gonna miss him i'm really gonna miss him and i think I, I, you know, those of us that were aware of his work are, are all going to miss him too, and um, it's just, it's just a bit sad. It, well, it's not a bit sad; it's very, very sad. Um, and it, I, it's part of me still can't believe that he's. he's I'm never going to have him on the podcast again. I'm never going to bump into him at a gig again, um, because he's just been a constant for so long, and he, and a real supporter of of the podcast i mean when i first started it and first asked him to come on the show you know what just yes straight off the yep straight away no you know oh uh, well you know what's it all about and and you know oh how long you've been doing it and oh i'll have a listen to a few first no just yes just top man absolutely top man that's all i've got to say you know malcolm dome rest in fucking metal you absolute diamond. Well, let's jump into to this shit. We got a packed episode, really. I mean, we didn't really discuss yeah. all the things we're going to talk about, but the things that have been thrown back and forth, I'm like, oh, there's, there's quite a oh, bit. There's there's quite a bit. I'm gonna bring in I'm gonna bring an album into the discussion that you don't even know about yet. Sweet. Um, I'm yeah, okay with that. Sweet, bro. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry, but it's been four days. Um, right, so it's really weird. I genuinely feel all excited. Not that I don't normally, right? So, sorry, man. I, Not that I'm I don't okay. normally. 
but I'm, I'm genuinely excited. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna feed off this because it's it's actually motivating me. <laughs> right, so, uh, okay, cool, cool. Um, well, look, I'm I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you go first. Um, okay. Well, we should and... we should we should intro for those who's those. Oh who shit! Are, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> fine. Yeah, for people for people who are used to the shambolic intro, this is yet another one. Um, so it, this is another shambolic episode of um, Old Bollocks with me, your co-host Howard H. Smith, and Old Head. Hello, I, I get to be the host. I love that. That's great. Well, you're a co-host, aren't you? I mean, we co-host yeah. the, we co-host the podcast. We co-host the fucking Zoom call, dude. So. Um, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back to the next episode, whatever fucking number it is. Is it four? Have we done four of these now? I think this might be number four. Yeah. This might be number four. Okay. So there you go. Ha ha. Fuck you, people who said we'd never get past two episodes. Congrats, by the way, on your vids this week. Um, I, I like some impressive numbers there, man. Honestly. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to to talking about that particular group in a bit, but like okay. yeah, that that, vi- that video did kind of blow up, but but uh, it, I, you, I can never tell when that's going to happen because sometimes I'll talk about a specific thing and I'll be like, "This is surely going to get a whole lot of views," and then it's like four hundred, and I'm like, "All right, dude, dude, <laughs> welcome to the world, all of you people listening and watching in online marketing." Yeah, we all know it's a sham. Yeah, we all know you haven't got a fucking clue what is going to land and what isn't. You are throwing bread upon the pond. That is all you are doing. It's like I in, genuinely I was in a I was in a, um, uh, a a meeting of a company a few years back with some directors mm-hmm. and um, it was a struggling dig- digital company. And I was part um, I was part of the team that was coming in to have a look at it and see if, see if it could be be saved, which Sounds a lot grander than it is, but, uh, you know, there was people who wanted to see if it was worth saving. And in the meeting, um, they were going through the financials of the previous month and the current um, FD of this digital business, right, that purely produced digital content and put Mm -hmm. it online. The current FD, when looking at that month's figures, said these two videos did did really, really well. And head of content said, well, that's because they went viral. And the FD replied, so why don't we just do viral videos then? (laughs) (laughs) And at that point, everybody in the room knew why they were in fucking trouble. Yeah. (laughs) All you got to do is put hashtag viral in your video and then there it goes. Boom. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, exactly. It's done. It's done. Anyway, sorry. That was a completely needless interlude. Let's cut that out. That's 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 all right. It kind of, it kind of, it kind of relates to what we're doing because these are videos that I wish got a lot more traction than they do when they go out. Um, Yeah. True. Hey, look, dude, been there, been there. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe today, because we're talking about a couple pretty high profile although we talked about maiden before that one was pretty high profile but um i'm gonna go yeah, ahead but, yeah but everybody slagged that off <laughs> yeah let's uh let's go ahead and just jump into the big one that that you and i are both going to talk about um let's talk about the new mastodon um, right hush yeah. and grim which i got i got my vinyl right here that i got my deluxe uh what which i've which i've learned is not deluxe it's just a limited edition that has a booklet in it but whatever um <laughs> but uh 
Because when the way the way that it's described in, on their website, I thought it was going to have like a, a, a come in like a, a box with like a fancy some fancy foil on it or some shit. But yeah. no, ha- it's just a, yeah. it's just a vinyl. Well, you know, if if they were Kiss, one of the members, preferably that no doubt the bass player, would have uh, come around and dropped it off to you. That, I'd be I'd be okay with that. Even the bass the bass player of Mastodon as well, he can come over and, and uh, drop things off. Um, I, I, bu- I bumped into him, true story, I bumped into him at a Descendants gig the day the new low came out. Oh, um, wow. And, he was, and, he, and I was like, hey, dude, he was like, hey, how are you? I was like, I'm, I'm good, how's it? It's been ages. And he was like, yeah, I know, man. New single came out today. I was like, yeah, he's, just, he's fucking great. None of that happened. He doesn't know who I am. I would have um, believed that though. Yeah. <laughs> There's a part of me that went, really? That would, I mean, I, can, I guess I could see that. He seems like a cool dude. Anyway, cool, cool dudeness aside, let's talk about. Sorry, let's talk about hushed and grim. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, I almost feel like like I I come at this album from two different angles because okay. uh, I'm a huge Mastodon fan. So yeah. from that angle, me too. I look at this album and I go, "This is great. It's an hour and a half of new Mastodon material, and there to me, there's not a bad song on this album." Now, are they all great songs? No, that's where I think it starts to, to my problems start to happen because my very first listen of this album, all the way through, I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool too. It wasn't until I listened to it another couple of times that I realized that some of these songs have a staying power of every time I hear them, I go, that's fucking great. And then other ones sound a bit too mastodon like stuff that they've kind of already done before. Um, but that being said, like I like the entire album, but my big my big gripe at the end of the day that keeps me from calling it like a masterpiece, people have been saying it's a masterpiece. Um, but it's it's a it's a double album and they're they're touting it as like the first proper double album that Mastodon has done. So that whole that thing, you know, all that fanfare, and I go, well at the end of the day, it's just a long album. So I'm like, I was hoping for something like, oh, one side of the vinyl is one entire song. Like they did an 18 right. minute epic, or there's a musical theme that keeps repeating in de- various times in the album that ties it together. Some sort of big epic quality that you would put with the idea of a double album. But at the yeah. end of the day, it's literally just a long Mastodon album. Which for me as a fan is great because I love what they do. And I think that in some ways they're progressing what they do, but in other ways, the last like three albums, they've kind of waited around in this same sort of area, occasionally kind of pulling things that are a little bit different, but nothing that makes me go, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. It's just all the same sort of thing that I've all that I've thought about Mastodon since I first heard Leviathan back in 2004 or whatever there's still a band that a song will come on and there'll be a riff and I go, Oh, that's nice. And, and it, I still get all that out of this album. So I really like it. I just kind of wish that the whole double album aspect of it was a little more exciting. Um, but, I, but I do like it. What, what did you uh, think about it? Okay. Well, f- for listeners and viewers, um, I want you to realize that that is as close as you're ever going to get to old head doing uh, reviewing something badly. <laughs> okay, that's as that's as close to a bad review. I was as, pretty harsh about Maiden. Uh, okay, 
Oh, you t- oh, fair point. Fair point. Fair point. I'll take that back. Okay. I'll take okay. So, as a Mastodon fan, I think the album title is absolutely fucking spot on. Yeah. Because it is hushed. By the end of it, I am feeling grim and I am struggling like fuck to ever listen to it again. I've listened to it. I've listened to it two times all the way through. Uh Now, normally, first time I listen to Mastodon, it's okay, right? Whoa, hello. That blew up my skirt. Yeah, lovely. Great. Okay. First time I listened to it, that happened twice. And I was like, okay, that's that's a problem there. Mm -hmm. And then I listened to it again. And something you said really rang a bell with me, which was like when you were talking about Mastodon-y. And it was like, why am, I, why am I in this song hearing this part and thinking, was this in an earlier song? Is this a reprise of something that's been in another song? Or is this album so fucking samey? Because <laughs> that I just can't tell the difference between songs. It's literally yeah. like, oh, that. And also there's out a lot of this album is, oh, that's a gorgeous bit. Can lose the song, lose the song. Just keep that bit. Yeah. Um, and it's 15 songs and it's Mastodon diluted over a double album. You pour all of this into a single album. I'm sorry. It's potentially their greatest ever work spread across two. It's a little light on its feet. Um, um, and memorable stuff, there's memorable stuff. There's no memorable songs for me. Um, and uh, there, there are just times where I am just kind of like, Hmm, this is, it feels like Mastodon with a handbrake on, you know, there's, it's, it's like, Oh, it feels like someone's holding them back. And my other, um, kind of, well, my issue with it, but it, but it's not helping. Is the production now? Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, yeah. Now where it's not helping for me is, um, it's it's not great. I mean, mm. you can hear everything, but it's 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 even more jangly than Mastodon is normally, and that's the only word. It's a it's a technical word. We use it in the music business all the time <laughs> in, in in studios. Jangly, but yeah. it is. It's it's it's. It's it seems very it seems very treble way. heavy too. Treble oh, heavy. That's, like it's, well that's that's where I was coming from with metallic and I couldn't think <clears> of a better word for it and you nailed yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Trebly and also the other thing I don't like is I really do feel like somebody got a broomstick and just went right that's that's your guitar sound that's your guitar sound that's your bass sound that's your drum sound for the album for every single song yeah that's it that yeah. is it there are no, and 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 to that end it means it lacks dynamics for me as well it's, but you could you say know, you could say the same thing about because honestly the like I, I was referring to their last two albums prior to this all of these all of those albums are albums where if a song is coming up in shuffle i sometimes forget which album it was on um right and it's, it's because that they do sonically everything's is pretty similar um to where one song could easily go on a different album and i feel like this one as time goes on that's what's going to happen with it is i'll hear a song off hushed and grim and go was that on once more around the sun i don't remember you know yeah 
but I mean, not that it's bad. Like I, like I said, like I like the album more than you, obviously, but I, I do have to give it some time because uh, what was the last yeah. one? Emperor, Emperor of Sand. I liked it at first, but the more that I listened to it, like a year down the line, I actually liked it more. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if maybe this one will be one of those that takes a little bit of time, but I do know that it was a little bit underwhelming for me, but um that's know, it, it, I, that that again that's as cl- that's as close <laughs> as you're going to get listeners to old heads saying it's shit um uh no i and, and it's it's clearly it's not shit i'm a fan of mastodon i'm a fan of yeah. all of their work and and by the way you know maybe this is something we should do maybe this is something we should do maybe we should do review part two in six months that's not a bad idea, especially for albums that maybe we didn't connect with right away. That might, you know, we'll throw we'll throw Maiden into the into the into the batch and see if we, that changes at all. I I have no intention of listening to it over the next six months, so I can tell you my opinion now if you want. Yeah. The the one thing I did the one thing I did notice though about this album is that um the the more I listened to it, the more I realized that the last few songs on the album are some of the strongest. Because mm. I find my I find myself getting a little bit tired in the middle in the middle, but then all of a sudden things happen in the last few songs that I go, oh, I, I really like this. So it's that's interesting because it's usually the other way around where they blow all their great material in the beginning, and then by the time you're at the end, you're just like, how, how much more time we got? Uh, but but so, yeah, you know. but that does but that also makes me question whether that was part of the trap listing, and if that's part of the trap listing, then that's an acknowledgement, a tacit acknowledgement at best that the band know that they're the stronger songs and people are going to be struggling towards the end. So let's yeah. give them, let's give them some light at the end of the tunnel instead of saying, stop fucking digging. Yeah. yeah? yeah. If you're in a hole, stop digging. <laughs> That's always great advice. So as, as <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, I rang, I rang a dude with my laptop was all fucked. And he's my, like my IT guy. And I rang him up. I said, look, I've done this. I've done this. I've tried this. I've tried this. Is there anything else that I can do? And he just went, well, all that springs to mind is that phrase, if you're in a hole, stop digging. And I was like, oh, right. Am I making things worse? And he was like, probably, probably. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, I'd look, I'd be up for, I'd be up for any, any reviews. I think one thing that annoys me about reviews online is like, it is, it's, it's that Denzel Washington thing, isn't it? It doesn't matter if it's right. doesn't matter if it's wrong. Just only thing that matters is, is being first doesn't matter if it's true you've just got to be first and that's the way you see album reviews go up online as well it's like people cannot get the review out quick enough because they want to be first it's because it's literally because of that conversation we were having earlier because you don't get yeah absolutely it's online if you don't put your shit out right away but if you put Um, it out six months down the line and actually have a really cogent well thought out um, review where months of listening have gone into you're going to get a much better review but of course You'll have probably made your own mind up on that album by that time. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I can't help but feeling the second time I listened to the Mastodon album, right? And I was, I was, uh, and I mean, I've, you know, I've been sat in the house, I was just listening to it. I was, fu- and I had this little wave of sadness that it's going to be another three or four years before I get a new Mastodon album that I might like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was kind of like a, ah, this is what it is, isn't it? It's like, this isn't... The weird thing is, first time I listened to it, I thought, "Mm, maybe it's thrown me. Second time I listened to it, I was like, 
Ah, uh, mm, yeah, it's this. Yeah. So yeah, and I and I, know, and I and I it, the, the and the one thing I kept thinking the whole time, especially thinking about the the length of the album, I'm like, I, I wanted this to be a crack the sky. Yeah. And, yeah. And it, and it's just a double length. Mastodon uh, album. Yeah. Emperor of Sand. Right. Or something okay. like that. So it's now I get you. Yeah, because I because I, my favorite Mastodon album is Leviathan, which is very metal. But my second favorite is Crack the Sky, where they just went, fuck it, we're being proggy. And every second of that album is beautiful to me. It's Crack, it's, Crack the Sky is the album that cracked Mastodon for me. Yeah. And then I got Leviathan, couldn't get into it, not interested. Blah, blah. And then I, I got into Crack the Sky and then went backwards and was like, why didn't I like this? I'm a dick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so I mean, I'm hoping, I mean, I, I feel like they still have something that good in them. I just feel yes. like may- maybe they're in kind of a rut right now and nobody nobody is forcing them to step out of their comfort zone. So, you know, we get yeah. an album that as fans will enjoy aspects of it, but you know, it's we'll we'll wish that it was more, I guess, you know. But but I get where you're coming from now when you when you're saying about like, you know, you wish that it was it was pinned on something. In other words, I think what, you know, the subtext of what you're saying is I wish they had a good fucking reason. Yeah, sure, because because sure. otherwise it's like, why have you done two albums instead of one? I mean, yeah, I wonder like, if I would feel different if they put yeah. out two shorter albums a year apart. Like, what if what would that have been like? You know, maybe yes. that would have. I don't know, but it's at this point it's out, and I'm sure yeah. it, some of it will grow on me. Um, but I, I have a feeling it's going to become one of those albums that's relegated to shuffle. You know, the, yeah. the the songs will come up and shuffle and I'll go, oh, that's pretty cool. But I, I, I doubt I will often go back and listen to 90 minutes. <laughs> yes. Know, well, well I've, well, I've got a I've got a, um, a quiz question for you. Name all of the double albums you love. Double albums. OK. Um, hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you how haven't. Much, even... How much time? How much time do we have? <laughs> you, you, you haven't even got book of. You haven't even got book of souls. At least I've got book no, of souls. No, book of souls. <laughs> book of souls also is a little bloated to me. But um... yeah, yeah, fair <clears> enough, <throat> fair enough. But that's my point. Yeah, that that is my point. Hardwired is what you were supposed to say. Oh, I don't even consider that a double album. I I it's, literally yeah. said the same thing about Hardwired that I said about Hushed and Grim. That it's just a long Metallica album. Yes. Yeah. But once I've again, watched, I'm a yeah. fan. And so I love it, but the, but I did want, I wanted that album to be as good as death magnetic. Cause I love death magnetic. And so yeah. it's one, just as a fan, you just, you're faced with those moments of honesty. Like, do I really, do I really love this band, this album because I love this band or is this album actually really good? And um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, and the thing is, is well, I guess I was going to say, like, ah, oh, fuck double albums, because it's it's really hard to make a good one, as can be witnessed by the fact we can't think of any. Um, I, I mean, obviously, Pink Floyd, The Wall, that's the. I, if we, I was going to say if I was in, when I was in my twenties, I would have said The Wall. I, well, was... well, there's some there's some original animation art from The Wall oh, hang, man. hanging up hanging on my wall. Um, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, hell yeah! Um, yeah. I've got I've got an email from Gerald Scarf as well, which I'll tell you about later. Cool. Um, what do you do? You, do you want to move on? To, uh, to... Well, I, well, what I was going to say was that I was going to say like fuck double albums and all that. But then I kind of thought, well, do you know what? 
what you end up doing, what every fan ends up doing is making an album out of the double album. And everybody's album is different. Because yeah. I was going to, you know, I was going to do the usual, you know, big mouth me thing. Bands, listen, don't fucking bother. Don't make a double album. Because you know what? When you put your double album out, we all turn it into a single album. And the response mm-hmm. to that is, well, that's cool. Because all those single albums are different. And some people think that song's amazing. And some people think that song's amazing. And everybody makes, and it's like, okay, fine. But you know what? I've never liked multiple choice. I don't like too many things on the menu. Just give me the meat and the veg, okay? Yeah. Because this this like snazzy dessert five course that you've gone with is just not me, really. That's it. I mean, I was going to say that way that way of thinking of you making your own single album out of it that that's a more modern way to look at it with the way that a lot of people digest music. But I still want to digest music as an album, and And I'm greedy. I'm greedy because I want every song to be good. I don't want to have to make a single album out of a double album because I can't leave a song off it because every song is fucking amazing. It's brilliant. Guys, I see why you did a double album, but I am yet to hear the double album that makes me go, Oh guys, I see why you did this. Stadium Arcadium, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Fucking terrible. (laughs) A band of the peak of their powers. Double album. I mean, that can take anyone down. Yeah. Uh, And it's funny that you mentioned Pink Floyd, the wall. I'm pretty sure Pink Floyd, the wall is half the length of hushed and grim and it's a double album. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's, it's a bit longer than that. Um, Yeah. But um, yeah, no, well, anyway, yeah, I think we should moved on because I mean, if we haven't talked about um, Mastodon enough, well, we have, haven't we? Would you, would you want to, do you want to throw one out there? You want me to move on to my, one of my other ones? Um, Well, I'm going to, I'm going to move on to one that's, 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 both of us um have got that both of us were excited about okay and um so i'm gonna lead on this one um because i always know that our opinions are going to be somewhat the same and somewhat different Mm -hmm. um so um over a decade in the making we get the first album from Limp Biscuit, Fred has finally committed some vocals down that he's happy with he stopped (laughs) he stopped he stopped going back and deleting them and then, you know, he's finally, finally let us hear it. And uh, 34 minutes work, 10 years. Why'd you fucking bother? <laughs> hey, at Why? least it's, it's shorter than the Mastodon album. There you go. It, they, it, went, they went the other way. <laughs> it, they, they, they did. They did. But for me, they don't recapture past glories anywhere on a yeah. single song. Um, the, the, the Fred rapping uh, with the guy and slagging off Limp Biscuit, it's like, it's like slapstick. It's like, here's a big old piece of wood and I'm going to turn around and it's going to hit that guy in the face. It's like, Fred, we've heard all this before. This would have been ironic 10 years ago. Mm. Now it's just a bit late. Um, and whilst there's moments, usually down to West Borland, where, where there's moments that make you go, oh, God, yeah. It just reminds you of what you're missing. Um, and, uh, yeah, dad vibes sums it up, really. It's just, it's just a bit of them dad vibes. It, it The music, if the music has been done for as long as I think it's been done, I mean... And that's, and it's, and it, it, it yeah. that's got to be at least just half of what they've done because Wes Berlin was saying that they had over 20 songs that he was perfectly happy with so yeah. this is half of what they had 
for for whatever reason. But um, are you are you you, you want to hand over to me yet? <laughs> uh, well, no, no, no. I, I so look, I I again, I don't have. I sound like why do I keep sounding like Woody Allen? I I I I don't know. Um, yes, is that my daughter or my wife? I can't tell. Yeah. Um, I'm glad. I'm so, glad you. Made, I was. I was like, should I make the joke or is he going to? Yeah. Do oh yeah, yeah. Eight, eight, no joke, motherfucker. Um, although you're in Texas, probably legal there. Um, so. not, not, not that I know of, but uh, I think having sex with animals is legal over here, though. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. The, the the Texas Tourist Board has now opened. And, but uh, but but oral sex illegal. Ah, right. Okay. Well, well. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, just so if you ever come over here, animals are fair game. But you know, if you want to go downstairs on a lady, nah, none of that. Right. Okay. Fine. <laughs> fine. No problem. Um, that's as big a tangent as I can imagine. Okay, dude. Look, you. Um, I I hope you like it more than me because yeah. I I'm disappointed. I, I I do. I like it more than you. Um, it's it's top heavy in my opinion. It starts off really strong, um, but I, I feel like I wasn't expecting anything to be new or groundbreaking or even deep at all. That's no. not what I was expecting. Same I was it. expecting to have a good time. Same. And, and honestly, the majority of the album, I do have a good time. And the things that I didn't like very much the first time, I, I've liked more the more I've listened to it. I've listened to this album several times because like just driving to go pick up my daughter from school and cranking this album up it sounds good in a car oh yeah oh like sonically it's, got... it's sonically it's gorgeous yeah and so at the end of the day like i you know i'm a, I'm a limp biscuit fan so it's nice to hear them come back and and i like the fact that they touched on these different areas that they've done throughout their career because i i think if i remember right the last mastodon or the mastodon the last limp biscuit album yeah um, let's go back to mastodon yeah, we did spend long enough on that the last Limp Biscuit album, I don't think he did any screaming on it. And now he's coming back and adding some screams. But I'm also very glad that he didn't shy away from doing the rapping because I he's not the best rapper in the world, but I like I like his style because it's kind of goofy and, yeah. and fun at the same time. So it's not an album that I it, I can take very seriously, but I think the thing that clicked with me about it was it almost feels like uh, a, like a celebration of who they are as a band, what the world thinks of them as a band, and at the same time, the music that inspired them to become the band that they are. Because, like, if you listen to the album, there's stuff that just sounds like Limp Biscuit songs. Then you have a song that kind of sounds like a 90s alternative rock song. Then you have a song that has a little bit of an industrial part in it. Then you have a song at the end that sounds like it could be a '90s pop song, that, you know, um, and then and then thrown in there is a, an excess cover, <laughs> which is uh, one of those things where I go, "All right, I love that song, so okay, they can cover that song." But um, so at the end, it just feels like this sort of thing, like having a good time and enjoying the shit that they enjoy. Would you like to come along with us for thirty-four minutes or whatever? And the the my answer is yeah i'll come along with you for 34 minutes and um and honestly like i'm hoping that they do what we were talking about mastodon doing i'm hoping a year from now we get another 30 minute album you know that's 
that you just, it's easily digestible. Do you want to have some fun for 30 minutes? Boom. That's it. Do you need to think about this album after it's over? You don't. You're just supposed to enjoy it in the moment and then move on with your life. And I feel like a lot, in a lot of ways, that's what's missing. A lot of people overthink things way too much and like Mastodon maybe, <laughs> you know, and, um, and then Limp Biscuit didn't like, they didn't stray too far away from oh, anything. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. This album's been kicking around a long time and has been recorded over many years. That doesn't if mean anything. That doesn't if mean... anything, means has been over, overthought. I mean, he's recorded the vocals for this three or four times. But I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I feel like the the actual composition and recording of the songs was probably pretty quick, and then oh, they but, sat, and then they okay. sat somewhere for a while. Dude, dude, if you want to make statements that you have absolutely no proof for, okay, to to add weight to your argument, you are more than welcome. I did say I'm pretty sure, but but um, but, um, yeah, yeah. Oh well, there you go then. So (laughs) I I, look, I agree with everything you said. I agree with everything you said, apart from, do you want to come along? No, you're all right, thanks. You've got a flat tire. You're going to get pulled over. So, that's uh, not fun. But but I d- the one thing that I do like that's come out of this recently is the fact that it seems like people are coming back around to Limp Biscuit, which is uh, great. Yeah, history is be- history is being rewritten. For some people history is being rewritten. For me, people are seeing it through clearer lenses than they did at the time because at the time it was just like oh, fucking Fred Durst, Red Cap, uh Eminem, yeah. uh pop music, number one single. Oh, fucking hell. Are you metal? No, you have number one single. Everybody hate them. Everyone hate them. And then and yeah, I mean, you know, the poster boys, the poster boys for the for the riots at Woodstock you name it from, yeah. from, I mean, that band has been blamed for everything apart from COVID basically. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and I, ne- I never got it. I never got it. Um, no. I, you know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Saw them before they had a record deal supporting corn at Brixton Academy. Now I've, I, you know, I bought $3 bill y'all when it came out, I bought, um, a significant, significant other, other the yeah. day it came out, you know. I bought a hot dog, yada yada yada, wank, 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 the day it came out. And uh I I never had a problem with Limbiscuit. It's like it's yeah. like do you know what? It's it's they just get me up, make me move. I went to see I went to see him about seven, eight years ago. Took a mate of mine, he was like, Are they still going? I was like, look, just come along, all right? Yeah. Well, like, you you're it's like, okay, cool. So we went along, right? And um, Wes Borland stood on stage after about an hour. He's just stood on stage and he's just playing the old eh, 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 eh. And he's just, oh dear, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh dear, why, tra- that's why you don't do death metal vocals, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. Believe you me, that is not how death metal vocals are done. <laughs> oh, I, oh I, I'm aware, but still. But he's, uh, but he's, he's just, you know, he's just going like, eh, eh, and he's just doing it for about what seemed like about five minutes. Yeah. And and it, and ever, the crowd would get excited and then dying down and wondering what was happening. Was he stalling? Or, uh, and you know what it's like being in a crowd and it's like, you know, everyone, everyone thinks this and then everyone thinks that. And it's like, you know, and, and then everyone realizes that he's just absolutely milking it. And so the place just starts going fucking insane. Um, and eventually eventually fred just comes to the front of the stage and goes 
it's just one of those days. And the place just goes fucking nuts. And, uh, you know, just a, a great, great, great band at their peak when they're doing what they do well. And, you know, they don't just do what you think they do. So, yeah. hot, you know, the um, chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water, there is like boiler. Check the video out. That's a head fuck. You know, yeah. there's there's some, there's some depth in there. There's some deep cuts. Yeah, agreed. Um, I even like results may vary. You yeah, know, I hung I'm in not there. Big of a I, fan, but yeah. I hung in there. I hung in there. I, I've bought everything as it's come out, mm. um, including that god awful Rage Against the Machine tribute bullshit. Um, <laughs> that, that was unquestionable just, truth. Yeah. Uh, unquestionable bollocks. Yeah. It was <laughs> uh, like no no songs, no production, just noise. Anyway. I would have loved to have, I would have loved to have liked this. I would have loved to have felt like I was being invited to a party, but mm. I didn't. I just felt like some tosser came around and I just went, nah, you're all right. Thanks mate. And shut the door in his face. Um, cool. Yeah. Nothing on it. Nothing on it really that made me go. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe the occasional riff, but other than that, it's, yeah. It yeah. Just... It, it's, it's not, it's not the, it's not completely the album I, I wanted it to be, but um, half of it is. And so there, there you go. It's. Uh, I, I'd love to be. I'd love. I'd love for it to be calling out my name to play. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've had nothing else to do, so that would have been really nice. And even even with nothing else to do, listening to the new Limp Biscuit album is not going to. It's just not tickling me ivories. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Well, there you go, Limp Biscuit. Where do where do we go from there? Limp Biscuit, we have put them in the bin. Um, <laughs> Well, I have, um, yeah, the the limp bin kit doesn't matter. Um, so, uh, well, I've got um, I've got two albums that I think you. In fact, I think I've got three albums that you may not be um, on board with, or even be listening or interested in. So, okay, okay. Um, I'm going to volunteer um, uh, a view from the top of the world by dream theater mm-hmm. it is their it is their latest opus um and um what can i tell you about it folks if you're a fan of dream theater um you'll probably like it if you're not a fan of dream theater you probably won't um and I, that's 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 kind of that, that's that's kind of it i know it's really i know that's a really like lame thing to say and i'm supposed to be like you know reviewing the album but yeah. in all seriousness it's like it, it it's more of the same i've listened to it um twice again it's it's like it's a massive album there's so much in there uh but at least you know it, it there's there's some real there's at least two songs in it where i'm like oh yeah i'm really looking forward to going back to that and i haven't got that from limp biscuit and i haven't got that from mastodon um and and dream theater are still hanging in there all these years with me of being a band that when a new album comes out i i'm almost you know compelled to give it a listen no matter what and um, I really liked um, Distance Over Time, the last album that ended up in my albums of the year. I don't think this will end up in my albums of the year, but do you know what? It might do um, because there's there's so much hiding beneath the surface that I haven't even got a chance to listen to yet. Um, so that's a, that's that's a nice little short one. Cool. Um, I I, I uh, couldn't make it through this album. Um, 
Are, are you ready? Are you ready for the gloves to come off? Oh, wow. Um, Do it. So, so I, I, list, I made it through half of the album, and then I listened to a few minutes of the remaining few tracks because uh, it is so generic prog metal that it really bums me out because all I kept thinking was they are referred to as prog, which means progressive, which means moving outside of the norm of the borders of whatever it is that you're particularly known for doing. But Dream Theater, and it's not just Dream Theater, it's prog metal in general. Oh, here we go. Has now become this thing where the prog no longer means progressive because now there's a set of a dozen rules and you follow these particular things when you're creating your prog and if and no one yeah. strays outside of that formula anymore do you have an odd time signature is your song eight minutes or longer is it about something sci-fi or fantasy related or whatever um it's it, it does it have these particular uh, discordant kind of things that pop up here and there. Check all of these little check boxes. Do, 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 do you play? Do you play one riff for four minutes straight? <laughs> that too. That you could throw that into yeah. doom metal as well. But you know, it's like, yeah. But it's so. It, so I, I hear thought, you. I hear you. So, so at the end of the day, if I want to look at this as these dudes are insanely talented, then f- fuck yeah, because they clearly are. Yeah, all, yeah, all yeah. of them, very talented dudes. Great band. I'm sure I'd probably enjoy the fuck out of them live, but as a, in an album setting, I just went like, "This sounds like a dozen other right. prog metal albums I've heard in the last few years." Okay, all right. <laughs> well, know? look. Well, I, I, I mean, I. Do you know what? I can't really. I, you know, I, I can't pick holes in that. Um, and I, 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 because I think part of me thinks, well, they did create the genre, so yeah, I kind of like we created this off you all go and do what you want but we created this so we've opened the door and if you want to go and explore that's fine but this is what we do you know okay um and also that's a good way to look at it i guess yeah but, but but one thing that i would say is and i think i've said this before talk to me after you've listened to the album train of thought okay okay because that is the album that most Dream Theater fans don't like. Okay. Or, uh, yeah, and for me, it's the best album they've ever done. And wh- why don't they like that one? What's what's different about it? Too heavy. Oh, okay. That doesn't sound like a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to admit, I quite like it. <laughs> um, so, so, uh, but yeah, I, I, I absolutely get it. And you know what? When you were saying it, I was thinking, well, J- James Labrie, Let's be honest. It's like if 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 you ever heard a faceless voice, it's that, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like when you hear that voice, you think, I honestly can't imagine the face this guy's singing because it could be anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, I and I get your point that they did. They were the kind kind of the beginning of what proper prog metal is. Um, but I just, but I kind of just, you know. I, I say this about every band. Well, we say, I said it about Iron Maiden that I just wish that, you know, you have the the power at your hands to really wow people. Yeah. But but and I'm not I'm not saying they had to do that all the time, but you know, just coming at things from different angles, um, 
I just expect prog music that's called prog. I expect it to hit Progress. me with some with some you know le- abrupt left turns and shit like that. Like like a, the the thing that always comes to mind, and I know they're not in the same they're the same kind of music as as Dream Theater is um, the Atheist album Elements mm-hmm. is like one of my favorite albums of all time. And to me, there are parts in that album that that's what I expect Prague to do. It's a death metal part. Now it's the Samba part. And I go, that shouldn't work. But the more I listen to it, I go, it, it's exactly how it needed to go. That just It just makes so much sense that they are a band that just went, fuck it. We're progressive. We do whatever the fuck we want. And I mean, I know that doesn't always work all the time, but there are great examples of bands truly being proggy and then other yeah. bands that are just in that template of proggy. Well, uh, do you know what? I'm going to go back to uh, Your Honor. I'd like to go back to a point <laughs> I'm at. I, I'd like to go back to a point I made earlier. If the um, if the court would stick with me, um, I'll allow it. Uh, thank you very much. Um, uh, the point I made about them, like you know, starting it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and I, I absolutely hear you. I absolutely hear you. And do you know what? Everything you just said there about you know taking people on a journey, um, wowing people all the rest of it yeah images and words 1993 1991 92 something like that around there yeah images did all of that because they were doing something that no one else was doing and it was like wow and you listen to images and words now and yeah there's parts of it that that have dated especially keyboard sounds which date terribly um but, you know, more full you having a keyboard player in your band, if you ask me. So that doesn't sound great. But mm-hmm. some of it, it, some of it you could listen to now and you would say, and it could be the new album. And you'd yeah. be like, and I guess that's where I'm coming from, which is like, okay, I hear you. But when they started doing this, nobody else did it. No one that did anything like it. And they're still doing what they were doing back then. Now I know what you're saying. It's like okay, but like progress. Well, I don't because they're so good and they've been so good so long. I mm. it, it's kind of hard to see where they would have ever gone because there's not a lot of room. There's not a lot of headroom in that genre. It's like yeah. what do we do? Do we just put album length songs out? Do we do we try and do a rain in blood? Do we do you know what I mean? It's like it, it you you can't reinvent that wheel because you just fucking invented the wheel. You can't yeah. reinvent it again. Um, and I, I'm, and this is a, you know, I'm kind of ashamed of myself for putting such a, a, a stout defense in front of your argument, because I agree with your argument. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that there's another, there's another side to it. That's, that's maybe a reason explains why you're disappointed. Well, yeah. And, and on, on, the, on the same token, all of the things that I said about the dream theater album, somebody else who isn't a fan could say that about the Mastodon album, that they didn't try anything new. And well, so, when, yeah. So if you're a dream theater fan, that's why I hear this. And I go, well, if you're, if you're already a fan of these guys and they, and they put out another quality album like this, then why would you be upset with it at all? You know, yeah. it's, so it makes, it makes sense. But we, but I, I think I referred to it in our last episode where I was talking about how, when it comes to prog prog music, there's a small amount of it that connects with me. And yeah. then the rest of it, I appreciate it for what it is, but it's not music that I ever seek out. 
and dream theaters is just one of those bands because if i if i hear a random dream theater song i'm usually like damn that's fucking good but i don't go let me hear that full album i'm all like eh, nah. do you know what do you know what i bet the last time you heard a dream theater song and went damn that's good was one that i played on radio bollocks a, a few months ago a good few event. months ago and it was and it was um take me as i am and it's the and it's the opening track of um that's the opening track of train of thought okay and i put it this way i played it to a good friend of ours mr paul chanter and i played it to him and as soon as the vocal it, 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 it was playing and he was like who is this and i was like why and he went because it's really fucking good that's why and i was like okay it's dream theater and he was like is it i was like yeah and he was like fucking hell wow you better not play me anymore. This I might end up liking it. <laughs> and then the vo- and then the vocals came in, and he went, "Oh no, no worry of that." <laughs> um, but it's it's yeah, train of thought. Anyway, it's also it's also a nice little plug for uh, for Howard's Patreon. Um, if you want to hear if you, hear, if you want to hear radio bollocks, yeah, um, sign up at Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash Howard H Smith. There will be a link. In the description, whatever device you're on, just look for the link, click it, and come and join the party that Stephen and I are throwing. Although he didn't turn up on Friday, but don't <laughs> <laughs> that's because he thought I hadn't invited him. <laughs> that's true. I'm, I'm I'm used to people forgetting to invite me to things, so you know. Oh, dude. Oh man. Are we are we about to have a hands across the sea group hug moment? <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. I just I just. I just got off of talking shit about Dream Theater. Let me ride this high for a little bit of like. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, right. So, well, there's there's one more album that you know I'm going to talk about, and there's another yeah. album that I have that I haven't mentioned. Is there anything okay. else you? Is there anything you want to bring? Um, anything you want to bring into the fold at this point? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my last one, and I'm gonna be real brief because I I'm, I don't know if this is anybody that's even on your radar, but. Um, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna do a quick review of the oh. new the new solo album from Mr. Doug Pinnock from uh, King's X. Ah, um, he uh, this just came out. It's called Joy Bomb, and the really the only review I can give it is that if you're a fan of King's X and Doug Pinnock, you will probably enjoy most of this album. Um, <laughs> That because is, it's that is the least convincing sales pitch <laughs> I've ever heard. Because he does well. Because like he, there's a certain style that he writes songs in, and then the other, the guitar player for King's X, when he does stuff on his own, y- you hear that sound kind of carried over. And um, and I just love. I like hearing Doug Pinnock sing. I like his yeah. style of songwriting. Yeah, um, fascinating the, guy. Some of the album gets a little bit it's a little too simplistic for me. I wish that he had given the songs a little bit more, uh, a few more passes with lyrics and other things, but um, it's a really enjoyable album. And he, and King's X is one of my favorite bands. And so I just, I, I'm glad that, you know, as a fucking 72 year old man, he's still putting out these albums where I'm pretty sure he plays everything on it, except the drums and writes all the songs. And so he's yeah. fact that he's, he's still got that shit going um, it's cool to hear. And so I just got to give him a little bit of a little, little bit of love. Cause I, cause he's, he's great. And the album is 
is enjoyable to me. Uh, well, and, and on that note, if you're listening or watching this and you're thinking, Doug Pennick, King's X, yeah, whatever, skip this bit. My advice is, really, go and listen to the album Dog Man oh, and, tell, and tell me that ain't kicking your fucking head in. That is one of those albums that should have been way bigger oh. than it. It, it, it. Like nobody, it yeah. came out and made barely a splash over here. And it, ca- um, it came out and blew my fucking mind. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. And, and it's not even like, I mean, I like all King's X albums, but just the progression from their first album up until Dogman, because like Dogman is clearly like much heavier than anything that they did, um, yeah. even even after that. They never did anything as heavy as yes. Dogman, but um, yeah, that album is is just one of those diamonds in the '90s, you know, that came out. Yeah. and some you people really love it, or they don't know it, you know. And, and, and you know what? People will be people will be listening to this. There will be people who will be going like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, whatever." A couple of old guys, yeah, yeah. I'll give it a listen, and they'll put it on and go, "Oh no, fuck me!" Right? Okay, yeah, no, that is heavy. Like yeah. that, is, yeah, heavy's heavy. Doesn't matter what fucking year it came out, heavy's heavy. And it sounded great back in the day, and it still sounds great. Oh yeah! I, oh, you crank that on your stereo, and the fucking neighbors are not happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Uh, give me a dollar, or give me fifty cents. Oh wow! I'm gonna have to yeah. play that. I'm gonna have to play that when I get off here. But um, yeah, it's 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 amazing as well the way it comes in. Boom! It's straight in. Um, that is, uh, that's Brendan O'Brien on, on the production on that one. Uh, which, which, by the way, um, I was watching a um, Lost in Vegas. They do King's X Dogman. Yeah, I think I've seen that one. And the and, and it totally catches them because it starts because yeah. it because it starts with just it, like it's straight in, isn't it? Yeah. And they're, and they're both like, no, wait, oh, oh, we, <laughs> oh, we must we must have missed the beginning of this. We must have, and they get it to the back and it starts again, and they go, oh no, it just, that's how it is. <laughs> yeah oh dear yeah no well there you go um king's x tangent i'm glad you i'm glad you brought that up and i will um i'll be i'll be checking doug's work out yeah yeah it's 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 got it's got some really good shit on it and um yeah they're they're they're, apparently they're already finished a new king's x album but i think that the whole covid thing and the fact that there's not a lot of money in it anymore for them um things are kind of on hold right now but yeah um, i'm always looking forward to that so yeah cool man cool well um over to you well the next album that i'm going to mention do you know what i'm not going to do a full review okay um because i think it's going to be coming out uh it comes out on the 19th of november and the album is um exodus persona non grata oh, um yeah. now i have um uh, i've had this for about a week but i've also had a bit of a weird week given everything that's going on down my end at the moment. So um, basically I've only listened to it two or three times. The first time I listened to it, I was like, mm-hmm. and the second time I listened to it, I went, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the third time I listened to it, I went, ah. and basically that's my review. Um, it, it, those, that's, uh, that seems positive, considering that the, the two songs they've released are both kind of underwhelming. To um, me, to, to they let let's let's say they're a little they're a little generic. There is uh-huh. you know it's 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 generic Exodus, but there is a song. Um, there is a song 
on the new Exodus album. And I want to get this absolutely right because I keep I keep saying it wrong. And and no, I haven't heard it because because Howard was a was a responsible person and didn't illegally share uh music with me. <laughs> so I gotta yeah. wait like everybody else. Yeah, but that's why I didn't any, get the carcass early. If any uh, if any record label shh, hey, we're not <laughs> if any record labels are out there or dis- distributors, wait, what's that? How do you say that? Um distributors. Old, old head podcast at gmail.com send me your shit and i will review it there you go there you go man and <laughs> uh, but don't worry I'll, i will get that sorted for you so anyway the song is called lunatic liar and it's seven minutes and 59 seconds which is a fucking long time for an extra song is it is it worth the seven minutes is all, that's all i want to know for me hell yeah awesome for me okay. definitely definitely um so that's a little that's a little tease i'm I'm being a little tease but there you go that's what i am i'm sure that on the next episode we do once i've fully you know absorbed that album i'll I'll have some some thoughts on it yeah yeah absolutely well you know you got you got you got two weeks (laughs) but um no i'm i'm yeah i'm 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 digging it i'm digging it um Cool. cool and and so now for the unexpected album all right so and this so, is a this is a brand spanking new one yes it is all right it is cool um uh, a track of which opens um this month's radio bollocks that um you haven't had a chance to listen to yet okay um so the band amazingly um is white chapel oh okay all right and the and the album is their new album kin and I was online and I, 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 you know, I had a, a King Buffalo moment. Okay. Whereas like, I was like, I saw the album sleeve and then I saw it was a Whitechapel album. And I was like, that's not a metal album sleeve. That's not, that's not, I, I don't, why am I calling it an album sleeve? You old cunt. Right. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the album, the album artwork Right. I just thought mm, that's that's like that's just not a metal album cover. And straight away, I'm thinking, right. OK, this could be interesting. And this is Whitechapel. And I was like, I can't remember the last time I listened. I tried a little bit of Whitechapel, didn't really like it. Well, I'll try again. Whatever. And um, I, d- I put the first song on and I got a preview and it was it was like, you know, fucking jangly, jangly guitar, like almost like folk music. And I was like, ah, oh, this must be a different Whitechapel. So I clicked the second track and it was just like, Wah! and I was like, all oh, right, okay, no, it, this is Whitechapel. Right, okay, wow. And I just listened to a minute of the first three songs and I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to have this. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to have this. Interesting. So bought it, downloaded the whole thing. And um, the first, I, I, I've, um, I've listened to it once all the way through, and then mm-hmm. I've listened to bits and pieces. Um, first time I listened to it, towards the end, um, it it got a little generic, and it wasn't it wasn't as experimental as it was at top. Yeah. Um, but the first, I, probably about the first four or five songs, I was just like, "Yeah, I'm in. I'm I'm in." Um, and those later songs may well grow on me. It's sure. just the the others got me first, um, but the thing that stands out is that 
um well just on the just on the one track that you're going to hear on, on radio bollocks which is the um it's the opening track of the album and i mean you know there's three or four genres in that song and i was just really surprised because um when when he's doing the gruff vocals um he's he's not doing um cookie monster vocals you know he's not he's not doing that he's um uh, you know he's he's it's more so it's just it's it's a rough vocal do you know what i mean it's a yeah. rah, rah, instead of a rah, you know it's a rah, rah, rah. Uh, is, he, then, is he does he do the the vomiting thing that so many no it seems like only, like every other album i click on in the metal genre the guy's like rah, 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 and i'm just like okay another one of yeah. you okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, mind you anything's better than pig squealing man that's that's I, I, the, the, I pig, the pig squeal is terrible but um I, and i tell you what when he busts out the clean vocals jesus christ this guy can sing he has some pipes on him as a fellow vocalist, I was listening mm-hmm. to, and I was, I was like fucking swelling with pride. He's like, dude, yes, you fucking do this, mate. You fucking do. Um, uh, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal vocal performance. That's that's great. I, I honestly, um, I haven't listened to Whitechapel in many years because of the same thing. Where everything I heard by them, I was like, eh, this isn't for me. Um, so yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even, I, I actually saw the album cover and went, that looks interesting. But I was like, oh, it's Whitechapel. <laughs> So yeah, never yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, and, and, and you know, I was looking for something else, and I think it just caught and it caught my. Now I was looking for something else that I couldn't find. Now I don't know yeah. if your brain's like mine, but my brain goes into right. But well, if I can't find that, I'll fucking find something. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and so I was in that kind of mood where I was like, mm, so right, okay, and um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just I, I'm. I was inspired. It's like, it's a long time since I heard something that made me really go, Ooh, uh, right. Okay. That stopped me in my tracks. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm not 15. I'm, I'm going, Oh, I think I'm in my new favorite band. Yeah. Um, but it stopped me in my tracks and made me go like, Ooh, right. Okay. This needs some, this needs, needs some cogitating over, you know, this is not just listening. I need to really, spend some time with this, which I'm going to be doing over the next number of days because tomorrow um, I've got a little procedure. So I'm going to be at home for a few days. It's and, a sex um, change I, procedure. It's actually a penis reduction. <laughs> um, I knew it. I knew it's, it. I, you know, it, 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 people, it, it's all very well having a big dick, but carrying this massive thing around has just weighed me down too long. Um, so... Um, uh, <laughs> And then, and then when the and then when the, the procedure is over, there'll be nothing of him left. That's right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was I was in a roundabout way calling you a dick. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, I, I I absolutely got that man. I absolutely got that man. But don't you worry. I, it's actually a hernia, which basically means it. Basically, at the moment, it looks like I've got three testicles. So you know, one of them's got to go. Um, but um, don't worry, I still have balls. Um, so yeah, anyway, tangent over. Whitechapel, Whitechapel, Kin, let me know what you think of it. We'll, um, we'll do. Well, on, yeah. on the next episode. And hey, all of you lovers and all you haters <laughs> and all of you others who don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> put and everybody the... all around the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, please, in the comments, do, do, you know, 
tell us what you think. I mean, I don't know why people say, tell us in the, I don't know why I did that. Cause like anybody has waited to be asked by somebody to their, oh, is it okay to comment? Oh, well, oh, I'll comment then. It's like, I no, still do it. I, I, I encourage them because other, otherwise I, I put up videos and I'm like, why do I even bother? Like nobody's, <laughs> yeah, nobody's yeah, good, saying good. a fucking word. Yeah, you bastards. Put some comments down there so your man here gets some love. Come on. Yeah. Dear me. Honestly. So, so, wait, is, so. Wait, is that new album reviews? That's That that puts a pin in it or a, or I think, a cap I think on it? That puts a pin, a cap. We are tailing that off. Um, that is the end of the meeting. That is the end of the new albums meeting. Um, but the, but we can we now on. start. Yeah, yeah. We can now start the um, classic album. And, and this time, as as normally, it was four albums that Howard chose um, and um, put them up on his Patreon. It was, and I'm I'm actually just going to go through here, and because um, there, there, there there was one that I was sure was going to win. Well, and it this didn't. is this is the, yeah, this is the interesting thing, and this is you crazy cats on Patreon um, on on my Patreon are um, are just yeah very unpredictable. So um, so if you uh, listening to this and you are also unpredictable why don't you sign up at patreon.com where you can socialize with lots of other fellow unpredictable people um right i'm trying to find it where are we um ah here we go so the albums that were up for review were this is all going to be ruined by the way because in the in, in the introduction we're going to put we'll both put what the classic album that's being reviewed is yeah. So, but it's but, but it's interesting. It's interesting what yeah. it beat out. So, Cuatro mm-hmm. uh, got thirty six percent of the vote. Slayer, Rain and Blood got twenty seven percent of the vote. Dark Angel, Times Do, Do Does Not Heal got twenty seven percent of the vote, and Death Spiritual Healing got a dismal single figures nine percent. But yes, you heard it right. The winner by six percent. Some would say that Slayer and Dark Angel voters kind of cut their own throats there and handed Flotsam the victory. But hey, Flotsam will take it anyway. Flotsam and Jetsam, Quattro, was voted by my lovely Patreon listeners as a classic album to review. And I can if just I, say, if that's I had voted, brilliant. if I had voted, that would have been my choice out of those four. Um, I'm impre- I'm impressed you didn't. And because well, I well, because it's not I'm not part of the vote. I I, I do the ep- I'm going to leave it to the actual yeah. patrons who aren't part of this episode. But as I normally do, I don't have a vinyl of uh, of this, but I do have a Ooh. cassette. Right. Well. Okay. Now I did. I I was organized. I did tell you this. I was organized, <laughs> but then but then I wasn't organized. So hang on. Okay. Um, I'm just going to get my uh, my CD let's, to show let's, off. Let's look at it. And there is a reason I'm doing this. So do bear with me. Ah, there we are. Right. Okay. There you guys right there. Huh? Huh? Oh, nice. Um, I, I, uh, I would own this on vinyl, but it is fucking expensive to find out there because they press one version of it in Germany, I believe, on vinyl, and yeah. uh, and that's it. And I remember, like months and months ago, some guy on Discogs put it up for eighty dollars, and I snatched it up. And then he sends me a message and says, oh, I actually don't have that one. I apologize. And he refunded me the money. And guess what? It showed up again for $500. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so was that was it the same guy? 
selling it for five hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, same right. guy, same guy. Um, uh, but some, somebody bought it though. Like it disappeared <laughs> from the from the storefront. So I'm assuming somebody bought it. Like I, I'll I'll, like, I'll probably fork over my cap is like 150, I think, for this one. But I love right. this album, so let's just just jump into it. Well, here's my CD. Hey. Now, now the CD is not the original. I did have the original CD, but this mm-hmm. is the um, Metal Mind um, Productions. This is the reissue. So I've got bonus tracks on here of Date with Hate, Wading Through Darkness Radio, a radio edit, Wading Through Darkness Industrial Mix, Cradle Me Now edited version, and Wading Through the Darkness video. That's right. It's an interactive CD. Hey. Um, It's also remastered, and it is also the gold CD. It's the gold disc. I don't know if you can see that that's gold there, but it's actually gold. Um, Nice. Uh, yeah, actually, like now that I, I, I didn't, I didn't grab it. So I'm not going to make everybody wait now, but I actually have a promotional seven inch that's red and it has swatting. It flies on one side and that the first the date with whatever, what's the name of that first date with hate date with hate is on the other side of that. Um, so that's pretty sweet. Well, um, also, um, it, there's a sleeve notes on the inside of the CD. Nice. And this is from Jason B. Ward and Eric A.K. talking about the album. Now, this is, and, and this is something that um, will blow people away. But um, uh, uh, this is Eric A. Eric A.K. saying, Our fourth record, hence the name, our introduction to Neil Kiernan and the first time I actually tried singing metal from the gut instead of the throat. In other words, properly. I feel like we grew up so um, so much musically on this album. Uh, uh, Braverman and I were making a real professional stab at lyric writing. That's Eric Braverman, who was like the sixth member and doing a pretty good job at it. The boys in the band were writing like never before. And, and we had and we had a polished producer who'd worked with Queen, Hall and & Oates. And, beca- and because of that, we went with him. Now, this is the bit, bit that I love. We had we had a song written by Chris Cornell, Dave Alefson, and our fans. Another step up the ladder of musical acceptance. Thanks to MCA, we recorded this one in Burbank, Burbank and we had way too much fun. Um, so, yes, there is a song on here that has writing credits from Dave Alefson and uh, Chris Cornell. Mm-hmm. Neil Kernan. What a production. Yeah. What a production, because we were talking last time about um, uh, When the Storm Came Down, which is a phenomenal album with amazing songs and unfortunately let down by um, by a production that is just unexplainable. It's a bit poor. Yeah. This, however, God, I mean, if they'd have... If When the Storm Comes Down had had this production, God knows where their career would have gone. Um, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I this album should have made their career completely yeah, yeah. blow up. Good call, good call, yeah. But the but the but the production, it's one of those things. I, I always say that there's those albums that are so well produced that if you crank it up really loud, it still sounds really good. Because there's a lot of albums that they they they're they're not great, but you once you turn them up really loud, all of a sudden, like it hurts your ears, like little aspects of it. But this one's not like that at all. Like it's. It's, you know, it's one of those albums from the 90s that just like they got it completely right with how it sounds. Yeah. 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 And the, and the um, I mean, there's a there's a notable lack of of kind of thrash of pace 
Um, there's a, you know, there's a definite dial down uh, on that. And that's, that's kind of understandable because we're, you know, we're into the nineties now. It was 93, um, right? When yeah. And, uh, you know, and they're on a major 92. label. So they're, you know, and they're on a major label. Um, I mean, so that's to be understood. And I, but I think we've made this point, the two of us before, which is, I think they were just unlucky. Um, they just fell between, they fell between that gap. It was like not thrashy enough for thrash fans too heavy for Queensryche fans, you know, and oh, it's, yeah. and it's and it, because Queensryche at the time were a metal band with a great singer who were having massive success, but Flotsam and Jetsam was just that little bit heavier. And that meant absolutely no chance of that. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, and, and it's a real shame because, well, you know, the, the greatest, the greatest thrash metal um, single ever written track six dial double zero which is uh, which is about a um a secret agent a double o if you like mm. the name's bond <laughs> um brook bond um so it's just it's incredible i it's yeah. it, i mean go on you talk about it i'll show um this is a really important album for me because it, it, it came out i was you know 15 years old when this one came out and um i knew of flotsam and jetsam but i hadn't fully gotten into them yet and this was the album that i heard and and um it's it's one of those albums that just stayed with me throughout the rest of my life where um i put it on and i'm like you know almost 30 years later i'm like it still sounds so good and the songs there's such a, it, it's a very dynamic album because you don't yeah. just get the one style of song. Like they really branched out and then, and they're, and it's all really well-written stuff and really well-performed um, yeah. all of it. And I just remember the, the seeing the, I saw the video for wading through the darkness on headbangers ball. And- I actually put a link, put a link somewhere for people to go and see that. Okay. Because that's, that's something you've got to see. Yeah. It's a great video. The interesting thing about it is that my, my, my older brother worked at a uh, record slash video store in, uh, in my neighborhood. And he brought home a promotional VHS of the waiting through the darkness video and on the video. And I didn't know this until I got that. It gives you instructions, which the, the for, uh, raising and lowering the tint on your television. Because if you lower it all the way down, you see one video. And then if you raise it all the way up, you see different stuff in the video. Oh, I'm cool. Like, That's insane. So now if you go watch it on YouTube, you can kind of see it where there's images kind of underneath that come right. in and go out. And I was just like, that's fucking great. And so at the time, yeah. the strength of that kind of idea, the strength of this album, yeah. following like this is 92 into 93. So Metallica, the black album is fucking huge. So I hear this and I go, well, yeah, of course this is going to be as big as that. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then for some reason, like I, I think I was the only person I knew that was really into this record and they had videos come out and then all of a sudden they didn't get played anymore. It was like a real, it's like the album cycle just like came and went (laughs) and then that was it. But and it's it's so sad when it comes to albums like this because they, you know, maybe the maybe they wouldn't have gotten Metallica big, but they should have at least 
been anthrax big or something you know what i'm saying like get they should have they should have crossed over to a lot more people than they did and i d- don't know if that was the fault of their record label um because i didn't see i just it was just headbangers ball like i didn't uh, look, see any other push for this band to, to be else. honest to be honest i think like the, you know to explain why some bands don't take off why some albums don't take it, it it's 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 always been impossible yeah because you can you know you can have the greatest publicity in the world you can have a great album but if the public doesn't go for it if the fans don't go for it for whatever reason and you will never know you'll have to go around and ask every one of them to try and get any kind of idea why that is yeah. and now and now with the uh, you know with the multi-million amount of news outlets there are it's easy for albums to to slip through the cracks now yeah um way easier but it's but but what i'm saying is it's always happened it's just a lot easier for it to happen now but um even back then you know it's like i don't know well like i said to you you know is 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 it you know you're you you've you know you've proffed the idea there that maybe it was the maybe it's the record label and i'm saying that and you know you, you might be right you know there wasn't enough press there wasn't enough videos but they were on the headbangers ball i mean that's like well if you've got regular, if you've got rotation on, on um, MTV, and this is, I'm sure how, you know, your major label MCA looks at it, who don't know what the fuck they're doing with metal anyway. So they've mm-hmm. got some MCA, got a metal band, get Neil Kernan, he's good, have a, have, here's a budget, great, sounds great. What do you do now? Um, make some videos, put them on at MTV, put them on Headbangers Ball, they get rotation. Then we'll know if we're cooking with gas. Because yeah. if they've got rotation on Headbangers Ball, if it's still not happening after that, get these guys out of the building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I can only assume that people just didn't, people just didn't pick up on it. And it, you know, it, it's, it's maybe, it's not the label's fault. It's not the band's fault. It's not the producer's fault. It's, a, it's music's fault where music yeah. was at the time. It, it's just, yeah. It, it's like, it's not happening for to, lots to, of Jetson. To me, when this came out, like it, it didn't, it fit in really nicely with a lot of things i was listening to that all were metal or metal adjacent i mean like you know alice in chains dirt was around the same time and i wouldn't say this album is that far away from it in certain Ah. aspects it is but when you're talking about music that's heavy melodic dark at times they all they it all kind of existed and so um yeah yeah as a fan i'm always trying to wrap my head around like what why is it you know well yeah you see the the thing is you've got alice in chains here and then you've got flotsam and jetsam here and i and i don't think i don't think there's a crossover point i mean i I was the crossover point you know yeah yes maybe yeah maybe (laughs) maybe but it it is because the thing is it's like you look at alice in chains and i'm thinking i'm thinking lots of vocal harmonies laid back drawl kind of almost a stoner rock vibe yeah. and very and very yeah that's not this that's that this is this is yeah. still coming from that school of thrash this is polished yeah yeah this is polished whereas like dirt sounds like the best quality demo you've ever heard <laughs> yeah you know this sounds like a fucking expensive album produced by a top producer mm-hmm. you know and, and maybe maybe that's maybe it was too clean 
Maybe yeah. it was just too perfect for the time, and people wanted a bit. People wanted a bit more of a. They wanted a bit more of a, a of a checky shirt, um, you know, than they did than they did a you know a, a, a dapper tux. Um, but um, I, look, I was just going through the song titles here, right? Okay, yeah. right. Now we love this album, right? Natural Enemies, Natural. It's in there. Isn't great it, right? opener. Okay. Great opener. Yeah, yeah. Swatting at flies. What a song. Yeah. Right. Again, it's in your head. The message. The message. Can you get? Yeah. Okay. Cradle me now. Yeah. Mm. Great. Wading through the darkness. They're all dial double zero. Mm. Um, um, never to reveal. Uh, forget about heaven. It's like everything. All of every single song. Hypodermic midnight snack. There, yeah. ne- there has never been. There has never been. A, um, a a better song title. Um, Are you willing? That I love. That it's such a weird kind of like a vocal. Hey guys, let's have a vocal and bass intro. You know? uh, okay. And you got and you got. I always loved um, Eric Ak's. Like he he did. He would randomly do little. Would you call them accents or flourishes or little things he would put on his voice? Yes. Or it was either at the end of a line or he would just randomly do it. And he did it in the the are oh, you will it and he goes ah! like he does like a little high yes. pitch thing and yeah, I'm always yeah, yeah. like I love that he does that shit because it's he does, just, yes because he's yeah, such he does a it. magnificent singer that he can just do anything he wants with his voice and it kind of just comes across yeah. as awesome yeah it's like um, a, <laughs> it's like it's yeah. like it's like yeah it's it is it's mad and only 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 he can do it and only he knows what he is doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just going through all of those songs there, there I, and I know it sounds like such a cliche, but there is not, it's not just that there's not a weak song on it. It's that every song is strong. Yeah. You know, and, and, and normally, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm one for having one or two songs that are not as strong on an album because it makes it feel even stronger. Mm-hmm. But that's because there is always going to be something weaker unless you put something like this together, which has no weaknesses. If this, if this was metal, I would put it and literally metal. I would put it in any stress test and it would survive. And it survived three decades and it still sounds as good as it did when it came out. And not, not just that it has a quality that I always look for in albums. And unfortunately don't get a lot these days, which is you go to one song and it doesn't sound like another song. Yes, but they yeah. do, and they do it without making it seem like they're just grasping at whatever kind of style they want to do. It's a cohesive album, but they took their time in making these songs that give you different sort of angles of their of what they were going for. And like, yes. like so, it's all those things that you said, and the fact that like the album doesn't ever get stale or kind of rest on one sort of idea. And um, it's just like when it comes to albums, like Quattro is a great example of what I would like bands to do. Just, you know, yeah. put, put, oh. put some put some time and effort into it and, you know, be be cognizant of the fact that you don't need to just sound like one thing all the time, you know? Well, I, I had it I had it in my car as a as a, a constant play a while back. And this is going back a, couple, a few years. And um um uh, I had Mark staying with me. We were rehearsing at the time. And um, every time we got in the car uh, after that, he'd be like, have you got, have you got, 
Flotsam and Jetsam. I was like, yeah. He goes, put it on, put it yeah. on. And I put it on and I put it on. And the, the thing is, though, is like, um, he was like, this sounds fucking great. Like, I was, he wanted to know all about it. How old is it? And all the rest of it. It's like, fucking hell, this is ridiculous. Also, um, I, I, I think this is, for me, the last album of the great lineup. Oh, you didn't um, like the one after this? No, no, I liked, I liked Dirt, but I think there's a lineup change. Um, oh, you're ex- right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But I think there was one on this one. Isn't there a different bass player on this it's one? Different, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, it doesn't count, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, but, um, but there's... Um, uh, no, there's... Uh, Kelly Smith is playing on this, and he's, he's fucking amazing. I mean, I got, I got to play with lots of Jetson, like, you know, when I was, when I was a kid... We yeah. um, we we supported them at the Astoria. Um, great dudes, and um, uh, and Kelly Smith played the whole gig in bare feet, and Ra- and Ramsey was just like stood watching him going, "How the fuck is he doing that? That is just absolutely ridiculous." Jason had left. Troy Gre- Troy Gregory was on bass, so he did a bit of a he did a bit of a bass solo as well, um, and it was awesome. Anyway, that's my flot story. But look, I just wanted to point out that. Uh, they did the lyric book inside the limited edition CD. Sorry if you listen to the oh, podcast, by the way. Sweet, yeah. But, but um, and that is that's the original. That is the original that used to be in the original CD. They yeah. they produced it absolutely perfectly, um, and it's and it is actually like a digi pack as well. It is so fucking cool that mate. Even you might like that CD. Right, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm holding out for that vinyl reissue. Somebody's got to do it. Well, if you're listening to this and you and you have a copy of Quattro by Flotsam and Jetsam on vinyl, or you know somebody who has a copy of uh, Flotsam and Jetsam Quattro on vinyl, send it to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, well, you know, do whatever you like with it. Give it to him. Come on, you can tell he wants it. And you can get $150 for it, for fuck's sake. Why wouldn't you? Or if anyone has the masters for this album, who has the masters for this Ooh. album? Um, okay, let's 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 do a reissue of it. So, I'm pretty sure all like like it like it like the story goes with so many major labels, they don't give two fucks about this. <laughs> did you did did you see what happened within the last month? No, dirt, flotsam and jetsam, dirt. The album after this. Oh, dr- became, dr- drift. Sorry, drift. Got, yeah. I'm getting I'm getting my Alice in Chains and my um, uh, flots confused. One um, word starts with a D. You know. Yeah, drift became available on all digital platforms oh, yeah. in, in the last month. It's like, what? That's a great album too. But that's for a different episode. Yes. Yeah, no, but it is a great album. Yeah. It is a great yeah, oh, oh, um. Um, What's the song on it? What is the song on Drift? We're going to do it again. What's the song on Drift that finishes it? Um, Smoked Out. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Insane vocals. Insane mm. vocals. And it's oh yeah, we we honestly we're going to do it again, aren't we? We're going to end up reviewing that album as well. <laughs> <laughs> this, we're going to end up being every week, no matter what we talk about, we're going to sneak in a Flotsam and Jetsam album. Just, <laughs> just that's I'm up for do. that. I'm up for that. But um, yeah, for, um, for those of you that are wondering, look, just just give it a whirl. Don't it's Quattro, not yeah. it's yeah, it's not a thrash metal album. They, yeah. But the, but there are uh, but there are definite overtones of thrash. It's got a few but, songs you know, that have thrashy parts, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and if and if you know if you like bands like fucking Queensrÿche and stuff like that, this is one of the great. This is one of the great undiscovered 
you know, metal masterworks of the 90s and you're a dick for not owning it, whoever you I, are. I, I agree with all of those words. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, good. Well, good. that wraps it up. Doesn't That's it just? Um, this was this was a this was a, a jam packed episode. Uh, it was, um, wasn't it? I, I think we've also we've also like you know there's some there's some there's some green shoots of ideas and future episodes to come as well. I think that's coming. Yeah, out. absolutely. Um, cool. And uh, and as usual, what is it? What is it? Patreon.com forward slash Howard W. Howard H. <laughs> Howard W. <laughs> Howard H. Smith. <laughs> I'm Howard start, W. I'm going to start calling you W, all right? Hey, hey there, W. <laughs> I don't even know where the W came from. I, I've got no idea, man. This is That's absolutely right. ridiculous. You know this the is, guy this... that sang for Acid Rain, W. <laughs> yeah, this this has turned into an episode of the Dukes of Hazard, man. Um, but go, go there, because the next month I'll be submitting my four choices yes and i I've, I've thought about you know put including some that didn't get that didn't win the time before but i actually have an idea of a theme Ooh. i'm gonna do a theme where four albums are connected in some sort of way and then let the patreon uh subscribers uh you know decide Figure where out. to go yeah yeah i know i like that i like that because, because i figured that would be a way for us to even just talk about all four of them anyway because they'll be related in some way but we'll have the one that we focus on yes yeah just an idea. yeah you know i always got well, these ideas in my head and then you know some of them i lose them when i go to sleep <laughs> well you, you know me you know me mate i i lose them halfway through i'm saying them <laughs> um but um uh, look, I've, this has been this has been a blast. Uh, look, um, uh, listeners, oh, yeah. viewers, um, thanks for your support. Keep listening. Mm-hmm. Hope you've enjoyed it. Let us know. You know, Bye, everyone. Let us know. <laughs> that's the thing that's the thing about interviewing sometimes because some people are so open and some people aren't and some people can be some people can be guarded and with good reason and some people warm up yeah you know and and end up being like you know really cool it's it, it's it's a funny one it's a I think, funny one i think that's probably why so far i've avoided doing interview type things even though like i've thought about doing it but i'm like I don't know how good I would be at somebody who is standoffish or, or tough to, to actually talk to. I, I just, you know, I think I, you're being could, a bit hard on yourself there, mate. I don't know. Maybe I'd be okay, but I would, my problem is I'd probably take it personally and be like, Oh, they just don't like me. That's what it is. Oh Christ. Don't go into stand up. <laughs> no, no way. No way. I mean, but that that literally first piece of advice that I was given that I give everybody who's like, oh, I'm going to give stand up. Just remember, you have to remove your self-worth from your act. That's yeah. your act. That's you on stage. You can't let, you know, you, you, you can't let your, um, uh, you know, get your, your, um, oh, I, it's gone ping. But yeah. If you if you if you attach the two together, then you've got to come off stage and you're going to go. Uh, instead of they hated my act, they hated me, and yeah, that's like a, I, a short short route to madness, basically. I can't even imagine that. Like I like I was okay playing in bands because it was always me and three or four other people, and so if they didn't like us, I'm all like, all right, well we're sharing this. 
But just going up there alone, nah, there's no way. There's no well, that, way. well, that's why that's why we said, you know, you've got to be an egomaniac. I mean, um, either that or really have something to say or a genuine love and passion and want to do it like anything yeah. else, which is what I had, you know. And and um, and, and I say had because I don't necessarily have it now. I do gigs when they come <laughs> along as opposed to going and chasing them. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. I love it. But it's, um, you know, it, it's, it's a different world. But yeah, stand-ups are like, I always say like, you know, stand-ups and boxers, very similar. Because like when other athletes all meet boxers, they all turn around, they go like, oh, yeah, and they're all having a chat. And then they turn to the boxer and they go, what are you doing? He goes, I'm a boxer. And they all go, fucking hell, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Because they're, they're all like flogging themselves to death to get fit. But they're flogging themselves to death to get as fit, if not fitter, and get fucking hit in the face. Yeah. At the same time. And it's the same as when you meet entertainers and everyone's like, oh, would you, oh, you're an actor, oh, musician, oh, what do you do, stand up? Fucking hell, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like other, other entertainers don't understand why you'd want to do stand up. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like other yeah. athletes don't understand why you want to be boxing. And invariably, the answer to this, from the boxer and the comedian, I'm well aware I'm going off on a rant here, by the way. Um, the different that you know the the, the the similarity between the boxer and the stand-up invariably i think is you just have to fucking do it it's like tyson fury you know he says like dude it's like look it's sick it is sick but nothing works for me like getting ready for a fight and getting in that ring and putting it on the fucking line and nothing is the same nothing i have to do it it's a compulsion yeah. i think yeah. it's the same i think stand-up is a is a is a compulsion um because sometimes when i see the horrendous stage fright or the states people get in before they go on you've got to be compelled to go on to be willing to go through that yeah you know it's um it's mad hey it's a shame you weren't recording that i could listen back to myself I, realize... i've been i've been recording the whole thing <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> it doesn't oh mean, no! It doesn't. It doesn't mean this has to be where where it starts. We'll, we'll uh, do you know start. what? Do you know what? I might I might chop that and then and put it on the end as a um, you should as an uh, uh, uns- unscripted um, load of bollocks coming out of my mouth. Well, that's basically <laughs> that's everything I do. So. Uh... <laughs>